Family matters. Family matters. For years, the enemy has waged an all-out war against family. He's attacked the family structure. He's attacked the definition of family, even the role of family in today's society. The enemy hates family. And he hates family because he understands the strength that family and legacy holds. He understands that the choices that a family makes today can have a lasting effect for the kingdom of God throughout history. But it's up to us to make family priority again. It is up to us. What we see as optional, our kids will see as unnecessary. We looked at things like Communication, uh, spending time with family, going to the dinner table, loving one another, forgiving one another as optional. Culture has made marriage and family as optional, and our kids now see it as unnecessary. This is the enemy's plan. The enemy knows that he doesn't have to worry about overtaking the city Because if he attacks the families in the city, the city will fall. But see, family matters to God. Family matters to God. Jesus refers to us as brothers and sisters. God refers to us as sons and daughters. We are a part of a family. And the family is an institution that God has, has set up and that he has made it and he has created it. And, and unfortunately, unlike, uh, excuse me, unfortunately, like anything that God is created, it is best fully seen, it is best utilized when it's in purpose. When we understand the purpose of a thing, we are able to use it and see it in its fullness. Family is a big deal in the kingdom. It is a big deal in the kingdom. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26, says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over every living thing that moves on earth. The purpose of family is dominion on earth on God's behalf. The purpose of family is dominion on earth on God's behalf. 
Verse 26, he says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Verse 28, he says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it or take over or control it. Why? Because we are God's representatives here on earth. We are created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. And what happens is when we come together and we create a family, it's not just about having little mini-me's and accessories who walk around with you, who look like you and get the remote when you don't feel like it. The purpose is to duplicate the image of God in our children. So when they grow up and when they grow out, the rule and the image of God spreads because the institution of family has developed them to rule and lead on God's behalf. Family is the training ground for the kingdom of God to be spread throughout the world. Family is the training ground for the kingdom of God to be spread throughout the world. Somebody say family matters. matters. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, a verse that we all know well and probably have used it on our kids. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way that he should go. Family matters. Family matters to God. How do we train them up? First, we train them up by setting an example By living a consistent life in line with the word of God and the will of God in front of them. Does that mean that we are to be perfect? Impossible. But it does mean that as a mother and a father, we're showing our kids how to pray. Showing them how to read the word of God. We're showing them the importance of church and the importance of community. We're showing them how to walk by faith and seek God for themselves. Showing them how to live a life that is totally dependent on Jesus. Train up a child. But when we fail to take that seriously, ultimately, We train up our children in the way that they should not go. Because whether you do it intentionally or not intentionally, you're still training them. You're still training them. We can't expect what they uh, learn in the few hours that they're in church and what they read in in the Bible to always overrule what they learn from us. Sometimes we try to teach our children about God, not realizing that we're always teaching them. Parents are the theology their kids will believe no matter how much they try to teach them otherwise. We have to train up our children. We have to train them to find their identity in Christ and not in social media. 
We have to train them to know that they are beautifully and wonderfully made the moment that they were born, no matter what society says. We have to train them not to be emotionally driven by every emotion that they feel, but to be only led by the Spirit of God. Nobody said amen. Train up a child. Family matters. There are two essential elements of family, or the two, one of the two uh, uh, essential elements of family, marriage. The other, parenthood. Marriage and parenthood reveal God's character like nothing else in creation. The love between a husband and a wife provide a glimpse of Christ's passionate devotion to us as his bride. In the same way, the ups and downs of parenthood offer a compelling picture of God's tenderness and patience towards us as his children. Family matters to God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 Colossians 3 verse 17 says, let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and bring your constant praise to God the Father because what Christ has done for you. He says, let everything you do, let every action you take, let everything you do be uh, uh, drenched or be uh, uh, covered with the beauty of our Lord Jesus. Then he says, let every wife be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband. For this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. Verse 19, let every husband be filled with cherishing love for his wife and never be insensitive towards her. Verse 20, let, every, let the children respect and pay attention to their parents in everything, for this pleases our Lord Jesus. See here, Paul is, is, is clearly defining the, the role of the family in the kingdom. Uh, Paul has written this letter while he's in jail. He's written this letter to the Colossians, and, and he's, he's uh, writing it because there have been some, some false doctrines that have, that have happened while he's in prison. And he's written this to the Colossians, and, and, and he's, he's, he's telling them in each chapter, He's calling them to reflect the character of God in every area of their life. And in chapter 3, he starts talking about family, how to reflect the character of God in family. He starts with the wives. He says, wives are be, to be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband. The, the NIV version, which some husbands uh, may have tried to use unsuccessfully, it says, uh, submit yourselves to your husband. This does not mean to be subservient. This does not mean to obey them without question. That is not what this is saying because uh, uh, when it comes to the Lord, we husbands and wives are all equal before God, but he has created them to operate with different functions. And here, 
Paul says that, that wives are to align themselves under the legitimate leadership of their husbands. This doesn't mean that wives have no say and no input, husbands. Let me say that again. This doesn't mean that wives have no say and no input. In fact, a smart husband will always value and consider the input of the wife that God has given him. Ladies, say amen. Amen. Always value and consider the input of the wife that God has given him. Next, he speaks to the husbands. He says, be filled with cherishing love for your wife and never be insensitive towards her. The role of the husband is not only to lead, but to lead with love. See, another training moment for your children is to see a biblical example of what love looks like walked out. Our example, our model as husbands is the love of Jesus who sacrificially loved his bride, the church, to the point of death. He gave himself for her. This is how we are to love our wives. This is how we are to lead our family, not looking to be served, but to serve. Come on. None of the husbands said amen. You missed a moment right there, guys. <laughs> the role of the father has been attacked for many years. But husbands, fathers, Please understand the vitality of who you are and how you lead your family as the head of the household. Everything you say, everything you do affects the effectiveness of your family. It starts with you. And your decision could change the trajectory of your entire family. Family matters. Let's go to Acts. Acts chapter 16, because I ain't getting no amens from the guys, so I feel like they don't believe me. So I'm sure to you in the word. Acts chapter 16, verse 27. We're here and asking uh, uh, Paul and Silas are in jail and they start getting their shout on. They start uh, uh, having a, a praise service in the jail. And as they're worshiping and loving on Jesus, some stuff started happening and things started shaking. We pick it up in verse 27. When the jailer was shaken out of sleep, saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself thinking that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, saying, don't hurt yourself. We all here, chill out, calm down. We ain't went nowhere. Then the jailer called for the torches and rushed in. Trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out uh, of the inner prison, he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
And they answer, believe in the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior and entrust yourself to him and you will be saved. What? You and your household if they also believe. And they spoke the word of the Lord concerning eternal salvation through faith in Christ to him and to all who were in his house. Verse 33. And he took them that very hour of the night and he washed their bloody wounds and immediately he was baptized. He and who? Then he brought them into his house and set food before them and rejoiced greatly since he had believed in God with his entire family, accepting with joy what had been made known to them about Christ. It started with the father's decision for salvation and the whole household followed. The whole household follows. Leaders lead. The key to your family's breakthrough, husbands, could very start with you. It could very well start with you. When they see you consistently loving, when they see you consistently praying, when they see you up and ready for church before anybody else, when they see you leading as unto the Lord, they will want to follow. I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and he was telling me, this story about salvation, and he's telling me about, you know, how he's, he's got this newfound relationship with Jesus, and he's, he's on the journey, and he's like, man, I just can't wait for the family. And I said, let me tell you something. I said, when they see you loving them like you ain't never loved them before, when they see you loving their mom, your wife, they're going to notice something's different. When they see you up and ready to go to church, when they see you excited, when they notice daddy ain't as mad as he used to be all the time, and when they notice daddy's up and he's ready to go and he seems to be there a lot more and daddy want to talk to me and he's noticing me now, the first thing that they're going to ask is, what happened to daddy? And there'll be an opportunity there. Let me tell you what the Lord did for me. Let me tell you how he changed my life. Let me tell you what he did in my life. And the next thing that will happen is they will want to know the God you serve. Somebody say family matters. Colossians chapter 3, verse 18, going back to our scripture, let every wife be supporter and tenderly devoted to her husband, for this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. Verse 19, let every husband be filled with cherishing love for his wife and never be insensitive towards her. Verse 20, let the children respect and pay attention to their parents in everything, for this pleases our Lord Jesus. Children, if you are in here, this is the part where you're going to want to pay attention. I keep it quick so you won't fall asleep, but you're going to want to hear this. Children, our children need to know that God has a special purpose for placing them within a family. Family, along with reflecting God's character, provides a safe place where children can experience God's love through their parents and learn how to love other people. 
Even Christ himself was born within the context of a family. God in the flesh submitted to an earthly mom and dad model. He submitted that and he modeled what it meant to honor parents and to benefit from their loving direction. It was within the nurturing care of his earthly family that Luke 2 said, Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. It was within the context of a family that that was happening. The role of children in the family is to respect, to honor, and to pay attention to their parents. First, because it pleases the Lord, which is our ultimate responsibility. And secondly, because this is the training ground for life. And as in any battle that you enter into, it is important that you respect, that you watch, that you listen, that you pay attention to your instructor. Because what you see, what you learn, and what you hear will prolong your life and lead you to victory. That is why he says, children, children, respect and pay attention to your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord Jesus I found this ironic because as Paul is saying this, this is the only uh, uh, part of this where this is also a commandment that was given. Not only is it a commandment, but it's a commandment that's attached to a promise. Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right and your days may be long. There's a promise attached to it. Family matters. The proper ordering of a kingdom family requires that children be aligned under their parents, wives be aligned under their husband, and everyone is to be aligned under Jesus. See, for too long, culture has tried to tell us what a family is. Tried to tell us what a family should look like and what roles in a family should be. But culture didn't create the institution of family. And just like everything else, it only attempts to pervert it. The biblical definition of family and of husbands and of wives have been rejected as outdated and archaic in today's society. In the name of equality, the beautiful distinction between the roles of man and woman have been blurred because society tells us all that matters is our personal happiness and our fulfillment. But happiness is not the benchmark of a family. Happiness is, is not just the, uh, the only, the in-all, be-all. You know that your family's good because your family's happy. Is my family happy? Is my wife happy? Is my husband happy? Are my kids happy? Happiness, true, sustained happiness is a byproduct of being in purpose. And there is an attack on the purpose of family because the enemy knows if I can attack the purpose of family, 
ultimately, I'm attacking the purpose of the individuals in the family, and eventually the family will cease to exist. What does that mean? Oh, that means that, that the, setup, the, the setup that God has ordained to expand his kingdom and to expand his rule will cease to exist. That means the kingdom is no longer being spread because he's diminished families. Please listen to me when I tell you family matters. And I understand that, you know, you don't understand, Pastor. You don't know my family. You don't know my, no, I don't know your family. And I know that families are made up and some of you, you know, you, you, you might not be in the best of, of, of conversations with your family. You might not feel the best of your family. But please understand that God cares about family. God cares about family. First Timothy 5, this is not in there. This is an extra one. I give you this one for free. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for a member of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. God cares about family. say you don't understand me and my family we don't get along it seems like we we always something something's always going on okay proverbs 17 17 it's another one for free a friend is there to help in any situation check this part and relatives are born to share our troubles relatives are born to share our troubles. God cares about family. I was born, uh, well, start with my wife. My wife, she comes from a small town, small city, Dunnigan, California, in a household where she has a mother and father. She uh, grew up in church since birth. I believe she was born, she was wrapped in swaddling clothes, and then she was taken to church. She had Christian family values. Uh, She had family around her who all believed in God, and and her and her sister, her father always had, had led her. Her father's always had her back. Her mother's always been there to comfort her, been there with her. Her family has been there through thick and through thin. Today, she stands 36 years old, married, growing family, and strong in her faith. And she's beautiful, too. Now me, I was born in a big city. I was raised in a single parent household. My father was a pimp and a drug dealer. He was not active in my life and he was murdered before he was 35. I grew up in section eight housing in the hoods of Atlanta, Georgia. One time I lived across the street from a drug dealer and the other time I lived in front of a drug dealer. But my mother made a decision when she was pregnant with me that changed everything. My mother found out that she was pregnant with me 
And during that season, she committed her life to Jesus Christ. And she was determined that her son would grow up in church. That he would grow up knowing Jesus and encountering the love of Jesus. We went through a lot as a single parent household, as a young man without a father, we went through a lot. And even in times where my mother and I uh, didn't see eye to eye and my mother was going through some things and she knew that I was going through some things, my mom would pray and she said, Lord, I pray that you would send someone to him to fulfill the areas that I know that I can't. And I stand here 36 years later as a testament that although this family wasn't ideal, there was grace that happened as a result of the family model being submitted to God. I know, I know that every family is not alike. I know that there may be some single mothers in the house. There may be some, some, some uh, uh, whole families where there's a mother and a father. Maybe there's one parent. Maybe, maybe there's some decisions that there have been made. Maybe there's some separation or some divorce that has happened. But I want you to know that there is grace. Regardless of how your family is put together, when you submit your family to God and your family makeup is God-honoring, there is an anointing and a grace that is available to you to have a successful family. To have a successful family. It doesn't matter what it looks like. When you submit it to God, God gets involved. Whether it's one, whether it's two, whether they're yours or you adopted them, I dare you to submit them to God. I dare you to submit your marriage to God. I dare you to submit your family to God and watch what happens. Watch what happens because family matters to God. Culture tells us give up culture tells us don't worry about it just do it. if it doesn't make you feel good just forget about it don't worry about it leave it alone you the devil is a lie you better not because God has been too good to you he has done too much for you he has continued to keep you all this time and he will show you because guess what let me tell you when my mother was around and she has three kids none of us have the same father and when I'm sure when my mom was walking around with me and she's walking around and she's going to church I'm sure people had something to say I'm sure people may have looked down but it didn't matter though because she said, you know what? I've submitted myself and I've submitted my son unto God and there is nothing that nobody can do about it. And even in those moments where it didn't look good, even in those moments where it looked like, oh, he might be going the wrong way. Oh, I haven't heard from him in a while. Oh, I hope he's not out there in them straits. Even in those moments, she says, you know what? I've submitted him unto God. I've submitted, I've trained my son up in the way that he should go. I've, I've deposited the seed in his heart at a young age. I've, I've poured, I couldn't walk out the house without reading Psalms 91 entirely before I left the house. 
don't matter if I was late for school or not. She, but it, it was imparted into me. And when you impart it in at a young age, the word of God, the Bible calls the word of God incorruptible seed. And so when you plant that thing, when you submit your family, when you submit your kids to God, that incorruptible seed will produce a harvest. Family matters to God. So my encouragement to you, no matter where you are, no matter what your situation is, whether you're waiting to start a family, whether you have a family, you believe in God for a family, or your kids is grown, submit your family unto God and watch the miracle and the grace that will take place and watch him do what he desires to do as your family expands the kingdom of God in this world. We all have a part. We all have a part that we take to spread the gospel in the kingdom of God. And God has set up a way for that to happen. And he did it through family. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today.